Welcome to the Global Missions Inc. podcast. Today's episode features Kraft and Lewis with a message called Natural and Supernatural. I would like to share this evening talking a bit about the natural, supernatural. And I first would like to turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. I'm reading verse 14. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. That's the natural. We have all had a natural birth. However, it was not God's intention that man would remain just a natural being, dominated by the flesh and worldly living. Jesus comes on the scene and he says to Nicodemus, and there are five pointers I would like to bring to our attention. John chapter 3. And Jesus says in point number one, unless one is born again, which is saying born from above, He cannot see, he cannot see the kingdom of God. The heavenly birth must take place in order that we would see. We're not talking about entering as yet. The eyes of our understanding must be enlightened in order that we would see. Point number two, Jesus says, unless one is born of water and the spirit, he cannot, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. So for one to become conscious or aware of kingdom principles, the eyes must be enlightened so that we would be able to see what the kingdom is about. And this is what Jesus was saying to Nicodemus. But he's saying that to us too. Point number three. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. No two ways about it. It remains flesh. 
Point number four. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. Hallelujah. So there has to be that of the natural birth. But the natural birth is not the birth that will enable us to enter into the kingdom of God. So Jesus made it very clear, very clear. Pointer number five. Marvel not that I said unto you, you must be born again. That's when, that's when we will enter. But let me just go back a little bit here. We must be born of the water and of the spirit. We must be born, so let me again. We must be born again. Yes, the second birth has to take place. I remember last uh, time we met like this, I think it was feast, and I said, I have had three births. And maybe to some that might have been strange, but I was born naturally. I was born again, and the third was God raised me up again. And at that time, I said I was 15 years young. I'm still in my 15th year. From the dead, he raised me back in 2006. And I could never forget that. Because God was showing himself in such a wonderful way that even though from a physical standpoint, you're not there, but his life, hallelujah, is flowing. And that's what I can testify about having the natural, then having the born again experience, and then bringing me back to life. From the dead, I would say. Hallelujah. So back to Nicodemus and Jesus. This is where one enters into the spiritual realm. Being born of the water and of the spirit. Hallelujah. Jesus is bringing clarity to what he is saying to Nicodemus. And to us. In verse 12, I'm reading at John chapter 3, verse 12. If I have told you earthly things and you do not believe, how will you believe if I tell you heavenly things? So you see, the flesh in no way can be what will take us into the realm of the spirit. 
It must be. As much as we would talk about the Lord, talk about serving him, which is wonderful. But until the eyes of our understanding becomes enlightened, until we're born of the spirit, until we're washed, hallelujah, in that water of baptism and be filled with the spirit of God, we are nowhere. Flesh and blood cannot enter into the kingdom of God. There must be a change. There's a lot that remains the same today, which is an indictment against us. There is a lot of mouth talk, but not born out in the realm of the supernatural. As long as we keep looking for the easy way out, that is gratifying the flesh. And what is gratifying to it? We will not be able to tap into the realm of the supernatural. And so it is important, it is important that we come to that place more than ever before of being spirit-filled and spirit-led. Jesus made it clear when he said in John chapter 14, verse 12, most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do because I go to my father. And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do. Be reminded that Jesus was teaching his disciples. And at the same time, he was manifesting to them the power he had as given to him from the Father. Power as yet, his disciples didn't really have. In Matthew chapter 17, verse 14, it tells of uh, the boy by, uh, who was healed by Jesus whom his disciples were not able to heal. They were not yet equipped for the task. Jesus pointed them to what was their lack. In verse 21, Matthew chapter 17. However, this kind does not go out except by prayer and 
fasting. So do you see, can we see the need, the importance of our eyes becoming enlightened? Can we see the importance? Can we see the need of being baptized in water and the spirit? Hallelujah. Because all of these are the, 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 the grounds, so to speak, the, the foundation upon which we will build our relationship and enter into the depths of what God has called us unto. Hallelujah. Now, speaking about greater, uh, the greater works, Jesus knew theirs as well as our limitations, the power, the boldness, the authority that was lacking. And maybe I can say that is lacking in us. There was the need to be equipped. Knowing that he would have to return to the Father. He wanted to make sure that what he began to do and to teach would continue. The promise of the uh, of Joel was closer to its fulfillment. Jesus commanded his disciples, don't depart from Jerusalem until its fulfillment. Hallelujah. And Jesus in Acts chapter 1 verse 8. Remember, they were to wait on the fulfillment of the promise. Jesus was not going to be with them in person. And so every preparation was made. Hallelujah. Joel prophesied. Jesus reminded them. He told them about the prophecy again. And now he was actually saying to them in verse 8. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses to me. In Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Obedience brought reward. It brought results. In Acts chapter 2. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come. They were all with one accord in one place. Hallelujah. And brethren, the eyes of our understanding being enlightened, we are desirous of walking in the realm of the spirit. There is no way that we can continue as just natural and going about things, just everything 
from the fleshly standpoint and expect that we're going to understand or know the things of the spirit. That's why Nicodemus had to be born again. And we went into the different aspects of him being born again. The conditions were right for the fulfillment of God's promise. But I want to take you first to the book of Exodus, chapter 40. With all the conditions met, as the Lord commanded Moses, the tabernacle was ready to be dedicated. In verse 34, then a cloud covered the tent of the congregation and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle and Moses was not able to enter into the tent of the congregation because the cloud abode thereon and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. I want to take you now back to uh, Acts chapter 2. It was not a physical building. It was not the furnishings like in the Old Testament. That was important. Living temples would now be endued with power from on high. The upper room became the tabernacle that housed the human furnishings prepared, waiting and ready to receive the promised gift, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. In verse 1 of chapter 2, Acts chapter 2, chapter 2 and verse 1. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And that should be emphasized, brethren. In our walk with God, as we talk about the body of Christ, we have to be of, in one accord and of one mind in the same place. And here I'm not speaking Geographically, I'm speaking about that place in the realm of the spirit. Hallelujah. And suddenly, verse 2, because of what had happened, they were together. Then they were together physically in one place. Hallelujah. They were of the same mind. Hallelujah. They were in one accord. Verse 2. Here is the, the results of being in oneness. And this, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues, like as of fire, and it sat upon each of them. Hallelujah. Being in one accord, 
being in that same place, having obeyed what they were asked to do, the command, as it were, they were being prepared, hallelujah, to receive what God had promised. And the time was drawing near. It was right with them now to receive the promised gift. Hallelujah. As good and as important the preparations made by those waiting in the upper room, the crowning glory was God sending his Holy Spirit. The fire of God was upon, it sat upon each one. A cleansing, a filling, and an empowering was taking place. Hallelujah. In verse 5, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues, hallelujah, as the Spirit gave them utterance, hallelujah. The power of God fell and was empowering, hallelujah. It could not be kept silent. Devout men from every nation under heaven were being exposed to the moving of the Holy Spirit of God. Hallelujah. The message would go far. The message would go far and wide. The world was being impacted upon. Glory to God. See the great transformations. Peter, speaking to the crowd as he expounded the word. Hallelujah. The word now was convicting. It got a hold of the hearers. And they were now questioning. What shall we do? The answer is still the same today. In verse 38 of Acts chapter 2, Peter answers. Repent and be baptized every one of you. In the name of Jesus Christ. For the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. God's gift. Just as there was that outpouring. That Peter could have become so bold. Just as there was that outpouring. Hallelujah. That it was now being noised abroad. The Spirit of God 
he empowers. The spirit of God does what the human flesh cannot do. And that's why we can't depend on the natural. But we have to become spiritual and be able, hallelujah, to dwell in the realm of the spirit that the supernatural would happen. Rather than we are just doting here and there, trying to find whatever, and doing it all from the natural man, the natural woman that we were born into. Hallelujah. With the empowerment, we are equipped to face giants whatever they may be. The gifts of the Spirit are the tools supplied for every kind of undertaking we would be faced with. Let me say this. Prophecy is not the only gift of the Spirit. There are eight more. Hallelujah. And we need to Realize more and more in order for us to see the power of God at work. We have been empowered. But how much are we allowing the spirit of God to do what he wants to do in us? Hallelujah. In these times in which we are living, we need more and more, more than ever before. To draw and be equipped supernaturally. Hallelujah. There are things that are happening and will happen, will continue to happen in our world that with flesh and blood will not be able to help. We have to be walking. We have to be living in the realm of the spirit because that's where the power is. Flesh and blood isn't going to enter the kingdom. But when we're born again by the spirit of God, when we move away from the realm of the natural and start to live in the realm of the supernatural, we're going to see supernatural things happening. Hallelujah. It's time we stop looking to and become less dependent on the natural and temporal things in life. Hallelujah. Let us start putting our faith to work. Let us start to truly trust in the Lord. I'm not saying we're not trusting But I'm saying to the extent that we are, we need to dig deeper and rise higher in our God, in the things of the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. Let us remember how the Spirit of God transported Philip in the Spirit. Acts chapter 8. Where... Philip, not on his own 
volition. But the Spirit of God took him from where he was. Took him across to the eunuch in the desert. To minister to him. And after he was through ministering to him. The Spirit of God again caught him. Took him back. To minister where God chose. You know. I I am saying this. Very. Carefully. And it's not in any way to glorify man, myself, or anybody else. But let us remember that God is the God of miracles. Let us remember that God does not need a car or whatever, a bus, a plane, or whatever to transport any of us, for that matter, to where the need is. This is what happened with Philip. And you know, I'm getting a little personal here. And I hope, I hope that our sister doesn't mind me. Name again, Joyce. Making reference to her. When I was lying on that hospital bed in London back in 2006. And I was going through, I was dead to the world. I was in a coma. But it's as though I was having this problem of the nurses who were attending to me, they were not doing a good job of it. Sister Laura, pardon me for mentioning your name, but I think it's worth doing so. To remind us that God is not restricted. Our sister, she found herself ministering to me And that brought such solace to me when I was going through what I was going through. Sister Laura Betcher. And when I told my family about it, that there was a sister from Canada, a nurse she was, who was ministering to me. They thought, "Ah, well, I was just out of the coma and so I'm a little off. Only when we were at the North Battleford camp in 2015, our brother Rod came to me, came to us, my wife and myself, and said his wife, Sister Laura, she pointed to us and said, those were the people who were in her vision. Hallelujah. And when he took us to her, she outlined what it was. 
That's when my wife believed that what I was saying was not any thing that was a figment of my mind. But God had taken our sister from where she lived in Canada, took her to my bedside in London, hallelujah, ministered unto me, hallelujah. And I'm saying to us today, let us arise in the realm of the supernatural. Let us believe God for whom he is. And let us see the power of God at work to deliver, to do whatever needs to be delivered. Hallelujah. Whatever needs to be done. We can be the instruments through which or whom these things can be made possible. Our faith needs to arise. We need to increase like the disciples prayed in in Luke 17. Lord, increase our faith. Hallelujah. We need to lay hold more and more of the horns of the altar. Get what God has for us and be empowered enough to be able to go forth and do what he wants us to do. Hallelujah. Oh, let us remember how God provided. Back there in Israel, the famine, Elijah, You know, the beauty of this is, huh? In chapter 17 of 1 Kings, here was Elijah making a declaration according to my word. Hallelujah. And then the famine came. But God didn't leave him without. God instructed him as to what he should do. He went down to the brook. Water was running unto that time. And God fed him using the ravens. He had water to drink, but the brook dried up. God told him where to go. And here it is going where? I mean, things are bad. He saw this widow woman. And he said, listen, you bring for me the, 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 uh, the flower you have there. Make, make a bake for me. Bring it for me. Let me eat. And the woman, she said, well, listen, you know, that's all I have. And I was just going to prepare it so that my son and I would eat and then die. <laughs> Elijah said, uh-uh, that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. You, if you do what I say, it's not going to happen. And so she made the bait. And he said, listen, you see what you have there? That's not going to run out at all until that famine ends. Ah, oh, God help us to trust you. 
Help us to trust you, to believe you in the way that we need to believe you, that even though we see everything is caving in round about us, we're not going to give in. We're going to stand on the word of God. Hallelujah. We're going to stand on the promises of God. Our time, I guess, is just about up. But let me say this in closing. Our word is very important. I think it was around 1972 when I uh, attended the feast for the first time uh, at North Battleford. From the Bible school, we went up to the feast. Brother Miller and a few of us students And at the end of the feast, there was a lot of, well, it was snowing, of course. But more than that, it was pretty icy. And I remember Brother Holt was asked to close the meeting and to pray because everyone, of course, had to leave and to make their way home or wherever else they were going. That's Brother Herrick Holt. And Brother Holt got up to the rostrum. And Brother Holt prayed. And he asked God to just change the weather pattern, the weather conditions by one degree. And when we came into the meeting place, the tabernacle. It was snowing out there. It was icy. And it was bad. But by the t- after the meeting was ended. And brother, bro- brother Holt had prayed. By the time we got out there. Outside. There was the snow melting. The ice was melting. And I could not help but marvel because our brother prayed and it didn't take a day to see the effects of it. God had answered. Empowered by the spirit of God, nothing is impossible. Let us start believing and move away from the arm of flesh. And look unto the Lord, glory to God, who is our sustainer, who is our provider, who is our deliverer. Hallelujah. And we could never go wrong if we believe him in the way that he wants us to believe him. Now are we the sons of God. And it doth not yet appear what we shall be. But if we will walk in that path, if we will look to him, if we will be empowered by him, just as the 120 in the upper room, when after they were empowered, 
What a difference it made. The then world over. We can make a difference. Let us walk in the spirit. So that we would not fulfill. The lust of the flesh. God bless you. Praise the Lord. If you would like more information about the moving of God's spirit. Or resources for your spiritual life. Please visit our website. At www.globalmissionsinc.org Thank you.